All right, Romans chapter 8. Turn with me in your Bibles, Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Romans chapter 8, verse 5. We're just going to read a few verses this morning. We had been talking earlier about I'm no good. We started last week talking about I'm never going to change. I believe Romans 8 is going to be revelation to you that you are going to change. We are going to change one way or the other. We are going to change. But as we look at these verses in Romans chapter 8, I think we'll see three things It shows us three things in Romans 8 that shows us that we are going to change. It's a guarantee to happen in our lives. Let's just start right here with uh, verse 5. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Key verse. Keep going. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Verse 10, but if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And then finally, and if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who lives in you. Everybody say amen. Never going to change. How do I know, if you can bring up my uh, PowerPoint, how do I know I'm going to change? Romans 8, we looked last time a couple weeks ago about how we have liberty, we have freedom, we've been set free by the power of sin because of the blood of Jesus Christ. It says if we are in Christ, there is now no condemnation. If we are in Christ... There's no condemnation, no guilt. When we come and ask for forgiveness, we are free. Anything that comes after that in the spirit, in our spirit realm, whether it's guilt or you can't ever get past it, is not from God. God, Jesus Christ, paid the price for your sin. And we can live a life of liberty. But now we turn to victory. Romans chapter 8. How do I know I'm going to change? We looked at this last week. Number one, I have a new nature. I become, have you ever heard the word born again? A fresh start. That's what we are as Christians, we're supposed to be, is born again, a new nature. Something different has happened in me because of the power of Jesus Christ. Romans 8, we just read, it says, Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what the nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The new nature means that new things, new things happen in my life. But how else do I know for sure that I'm going to change? Number two. Um, oh, no. Blake, is, is uh, part two in there? Great. All right, you're just gonna, we're just going to do it without the PowerPoint. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Second service will have the benefit of the PowerPoint, but uh, maybe, maybe not. So, number one, 
We know we're going to change because we have a new nature. Number two, I know I'm going to change because I have a new manager. I have a new manager in the Holy Spirit. Something different in me is all of a sudden I'm no longer leading my life. I'm being led. How many of you know that when you are leading your own life, it is impossible to get to the right place? You can't find it. It's impossible. You will not reach the finish line, God's finish line. You will reach a finish line. It just won't be the one you want. But when we receive Christ, I have a new manager in my life named the Holy Spirit. Managing, filling, controlling. Isn't that kind of mysterious? Have you ever wondered, how does the Holy Spirit really manage my life? How does he really lead my life? How does he control my life? How does that take place on an everyday basis? Romans 8 teaches us some practical things about how I can allow the Holy Spirit to really take part in my life. And there are five truths. I had this cool guy that just popped up with a hand that showed five. I'm going to give you a visual of what you're not seeing. So five things, all right? Five truths that I gain from the Holy Spirit. Five practical things that I can see how the Holy Spirit can take over in my life. Number one, I realize that without Christ, I can't have the Spirit. Did you read that? If you have the Spirit, you have Christ. If you don't have the Spirit, you don't have Christ. We just read that, right? Romans chapter 8 verse 9 says, You, however, are not controlled by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God is in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Can we make that connection? I'm not, I'm not assuming anything. I'm not leading you at all. It says black and white, if you don't have the Spirit, you don't have Christ. So are you saved? Did you receive Jesus Christ and you meant it from the bottom of your heart when you asked Jesus to come into your life? Well then, you have the Holy Spirit. Now there's a whole nother level when it comes to the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But right now we're just talking about if you have Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. It says you cannot say that Jesus is Lord without the Holy Spirit helping you. You can't get there without the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. If you don't have Christ's Spirit, the Holy Spirit in you, you're not a Christian. Yeah. Amen. That's the one sign of being a Christian in your life. When Jesus came into your life, he brought the Holy Spirit. He sent the Comforter. Not part of the Holy Spirit. Not just the parts you want. All of the Holy Spirit. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he becomes Savior of your life. Not just of certain decisions you want to make. That doesn't work. Number two, five truths, knowing that the Holy Spirit will lead. I realize, and we just read that, that without the Spirit, I can't please God. Without the Holy Spirit, I cannot please God. How many times today or yesterday or this week have you tried to please God in your own human energy? You know, it's where we get caught up. It's where we get frustrated. I do it. So many times where I die a little inside. It's where we lose our joy sometimes when I try to do things on my own power. Christianity is not what you do for God. 
Did you catch that? It's what Jesus Christ has done for you. But we try to change that around. For some people, Christianity becomes piety. It's what we do for God. For others, it becomes sociology. It's what we do for other people. Or Christianity becomes psychology. It's what I do for myself. But Christianity is doxology. Doxology means giving praise back to God. I receive what he's done for me and in response, I can't keep from, number one, wanting to do right. When I start to really realize, it's not when we see that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and and we're free of the sin nature, and if we do sin, uh, he'll forgive us. That's not a free ticket to sin. No, if I really get changed by the Holy Spirit and by Jesus coming in me, I will change and desire to change. I desire to change. That's how I know. You know, the whole, it says in Scripture that the Holy Spirit reminds us and, and uh, um, helps us to realize that Christ is in us. It confirms that Jesus Christ is in you. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. I cannot please God without the Holy Spirit. As a doxology, my life is, is a life lived giving back to God. The fullness of it in praise to him because he has changed me and made me into a new person. Because I have new management of his spirit. That's how I please God. A well-known pastor from years ago, Warren uh, Wiresby, talking about Romans, said there are three levels when it comes to Romans and the Holy Spirit in these verses. Now catch this. Level one, you don't have the spirit. Level two, you have the spirit. Level three, the spirit has you. He has control. He's showing you how to live a new kind of life, a new manager. The way to understand how he manages your life is to understand what he's done in your life. Without the Spirit, I can't please God because, remember the five things that I know the Holy Spirit will lead me. Number three, the Holy Spirit gives life to my spirit. Before Christ, I was spiritually dead. Before Christ, I was spiritually dead. Because of Christ, I am spiritually alive. This microphone, with no battery, has no power. None. It has lost its power. God has made you and I with these incredible abilities, these great, incredible opportunities. But you don't have the power source without the Holy Spirit. You know, as uh, my wife Elizabeth was talking about things that you can give, you know there's three ways to give. You can give your time, you can give your talent, and you can give your treasure. We don't need to get hung up that the only way as a Christian for us to give is our treasure. Because so many times, and I want you to know with everyone here, the Lord has called you, has, has given you a talent for some reason in the kingdom. Amen. Somebody say amen. God gives talents, right? You have a talent. I have a talent. It's important that we learn to use that for Christ. What does Christ do with your talents when you use them for him? He multiplies them. 
He grows them. He makes you more effective. Doors start opening. We start getting open doors. Why? Because we were awkward and didn't know really what to do, but we at Great Harvest just walked over to Kathleen Earhart and just got in her face and interrupted her lunch and said, we want to meet you. I'm not great at meeting people, but I'm going to meet you anyway because we need you. We appreciate you. We're not here for anything really. We're here to say we want to help you. And what happened? The chains fell off. Chains that we didn't even know didn't even exist. They existed in our minds thinking we couldn't get in. Weren't even there. How many of you know some of you got chains on you that aren't even there? And we get there and it's like, please, come in. Please, we want you. Opportunities, talents. You need to be using your talents for Christ, for the church, for what God's doing in our community. He gives life to your spirit. Without the spirit, you're dead. With the spirit, alive. But it also says in Romans chapter 8 verse 10, if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. But your spirit is alive because of righteousness. Blake, can you try your best? This is going to be very hard just to chase me on these scriptures. Romans 8 verse 10. We've already read it. If Christ is in you, and it may not be the same translation. If Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. Yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. Can I encourage you? You're righteous because of Christ's righteousness. Sometimes I really struggle with that. I don't struggle with the fact that Jesus wants to give me his righteousness. I struggle feeling righteous. And I think that that's a healthy approach sometimes. But there are other times when you just have to suck it up and repent and move on as though you are the righteousness of Christ. And you have a right to step in and speak into somebody's life and lay hands on them and see them get healed. Elizabeth and I walked into this extremely well-known theologian and um, intellectual. No, not Wild Was he with Wildman? No. Mm Mm-mm. I'm talking about Fred, Fred uh, whatever, B- bizarre, bizarre guy. But giving these stats of where our youth are, where our church, are, church is, our connection with world economies, I mean, you just listen for a few minutes and you, you're ready to go home and cry when you hear how bad the world is. Elizabeth says, oh no, not him again. Every time I hear him, I want to go into deep intercession. I'm like, What? And all of a sudden, he starts laying these numbers on us. And world-renowned. Goes everywhere, lives in, anyway. But he's had some spiritual warfare. As he was speaking, something happened in his brain and his ear, and he lost hearing as he was speaking to a church. Lost complete hearing in one ear. So we walked up to him. Here we are, just, you know, two hicks from Tennessee. And like, what's going on with you? And he just starts talking. We just say, can we pray with you? And he said, yes. Lay your hands on me and pray with me. He's been prayed by everybody. But you know what? I'm the righteousness of Christ. She is the righteousness of Christ. We shall do all things that Jesus did and more. In the name of Jesus, open this ear up. Now, we, we didn't see anything happen. That's not my job. That wasn't my job. My job wasn't for him to be healed. My job was to be obedient to the Lord and to do his word. That's where 
because my spirit is alive because of righteousness. Not your righteousness, his righteousness. Now it's time for some of us Christians that's been a Christian for years to come alive. We've been dead. Come alive. Your spirit's alive. Uh, it just reiterates my point. Blah. Huh? <laughs> Thought you were saying it's, I'm the example. No, come alive. Somebody come alive. Change the world. Change the world in your school, in your job, in your home, with your kids. You are the righteousness of Christ. Repent and go to war. That's a word for somebody. Repent and go to war. David would repent and then he would war. Knowing who is, who is that person talking against my God? Church, are you here? Are you with me? We've had to move my clock. All right, let me keep going. If Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. Let me ask you. As the years go on in the natural, in the flesh, is your body getting better? Yeah? How do I? It's not yeah. It's no. You're deteriorating. I'm sorry. You can shoot yourself up with whatever you want. You're going to die and you're going to look like you're going to die at some point. We are deteriorating. Why? Because of a sinful world. Look in the mirror. It's deteriorating. Man, I got... I'm, I won't go there. It was about to sound bad. I'm going to let that go. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says, While the outside of me is decaying, I found that the inside of me is being renewed more and more every day. That is a spirit that's alive. It's not the end. The fourth thing that I know that the Holy Spirit is leading me is the Holy Spirit not just will give life to my spirit, he'll give life to my body. Romans 8 verse 11, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead, this is the Jesus, uh, he made Jesus' body alive even though it had been tortured and whipped and put on a cross. Brought, brought it back to life in a glorified body. If the one who raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Your mortal body, that's today. He's not just trying to, trying to take care of you for heaven. He's trying to take care of you for, for earth. He'll give life to your mortal body. These bodies resurrected just like Jesus' body was resurrected. At five years old, my body was resurrected. I had a new body. I had a new spirit. It's pretty incredible. Again, when you take a look at this microphone with the battery in it, someday he's going to change the casing too. He's going, to change, he's going to change this. And you know what I think is neat? That all these gifts that he's given me, this body is going to match those gifts to where I can completely flow. How many of you know sometimes our giftings, our, our bodies kind of hinder us sometimes. We start getting down. We get down in our backs. We get down in our minds. We get down in our life. 
and it seems that our, our, our talents and our abilities are hindered. Not when we get the new body. I believe we'll operate in fullness. Isn't that good? He's going to resurrect this body. But then finally, finally, I have a new obligation. How I know the Holy Spirit's leading me. I have a new way to live my life. I'm not obligated to the sinful way anymore. Do you know before Christ you were? No hope of getting out of it. God knows us. And, he, and as he had Paul write this, it's like he's writing right to our hearts. Listen to this. He says, I know that sometimes you feel like you just can't help it but sin. I know that sometimes you feel like sin has such a hold on your life that you can't stop sinning. That your obligation almost, the change in your life is on the sin nature in your life. Have you ever read that scripture? It just says, no matter how hard I try, I seem to just keep sinning. I felt that way. But he writes these verses to say, it's not true. Yes, you're going to feel that way sometimes in this world while you're breaking these bonds, getting out of that prison. But the truth is, through Jesus Christ, you have a new obligation. You have a new opportunity. And that is to live according to God's Spirit. Are you battling something? Have you got chains on? You have a new obligation to walk away from those chains and to say no. Pastor, I can't say no. Well, that contradicts the word. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying the temptation's not going to be there. I'm just saying the temptation will not outweigh Christ in you. There is no temptation so great that you can't overcome through Christ. You may say, Pastor, I've been doing it for years. I can't get free. Yes, you can. Can I encourage you? I believe the word for today is repent and war. It's time for you to cut that giant's head off. It's time to stop living a life of depression. It's time to stop living a life of fear. It's time to stop living a life of addiction. It's time for your spirit to come alive because of the righteousness of Christ. You know what? That may be where we are. The church just hasn't accepted the righteousness of Christ. And you know what? When I step into the righteousness of Christ, I step into the authority of Christ. And when I step into the authority of Christ, when I speak, it is, it's as though Christ speaks. And you know that Christ would only speak what the Father was saying. And when Christ spoke, heaven came down. Why wait? That's what the Holy Spirit can do in our lives. We do not need to live a life just waiting for heaven. It's time to live a life with heaven on earth. On earth as it is in heaven. Amen? We all stand up with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you right now and give thanks for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the Holy Spirit in us. Thank you for changing me and making me who I 
who I'm supposed to be and changing me into who I'm supposed to be. And Lord, freeing me of who I was. Because who I was was awful. Lord, I thank you that that change isn't over. There's still a lot of cleanup to do. But I thank you that it's your promise to continue working in me. That you are for me. And that you work all things for good. For those who are in Christ Jesus. And are called to a purpose. I thank you Lord that everyone here under the sound of my voice. If you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's you. Are you here today and say pastor I have never made that decision. I don't know Jesus. Right where you sit. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is at work in your life right now. Calling you to him. Would you give in to that call? You've tried every way in this world to make it. And no way works. I want you to know there is one way. And that way is Jesus Christ. Would you receive him as your Lord and Savior today? It says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. Right now where you sit, just say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. I receive you as Lord of my life. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe you are alive. I believe that God the Father raised you from the grave. Save me, Jesus. You know, if you prayed that prayer, your name is in the Lamb's book of life. Never to be blotted out. You have, the scripture says, you have a hope and a future. Are you here today and you just need somebody to pray for you to get these chains off of you? I want you to know this, the power of the Holy Spirit is here to break every chain. Would you step out this morning and let us pray for you? It's time to repent and to war. I just want to open this altar up for healing, for breakthrough, for marriage. Whatever it is that you need, step out and let us pray with you. Father, we acknowledge you as our source. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Those who are praying, come on down with me and let's pray together and let's see some breakthrough as Miss Tammy sings with us.